Hey everybody, welcome back to Forging Heroes. Today we're going to be talking about something uh, that's kind of come about because of some movies I've been thinking about and just some connections that have been made between some of these movies, which has been kind of fun. And sort of uh, a really important aspect of what I believe and a very important aspect of what I think is important for a lot of people to understand. And that is what I like to call the two pillars of heroism or really the two pillars of just being a good person, really uh, just being fulfilled and accomplished person. Um, those two pillars come from the phrase strength and honor that is used a lot in the movie gladiator. And that's kind of one of the things that kind of got the ball rolling. Um, gladiator has been one of my favorite movies and I love, I love the story. I love the themes and the way it's just portrayed so beautifully. Uh, and the principles are just so solid. And, and it's, again, it's portrayed in such a beautiful, beautiful way with really beautiful scenery and characters and a lot of depth and just a lot of symbolism in the archetypes of the characters and, Really, really beautiful stuff. Now, this phrase that has been used, strength and honor, it comes from the main character, Maximus, who uses it um, pretty often. He uses it a lot in in the, uh, well, first starting out, he, he uses it as in the Roman army and using it with his soldiers as he's one of the, the centurions, you know, one of the one of the generals. And so they use it as this phrase that the kind of the soldiers repeat to each other. And, and then he uses it throughout the story. And I love what those two words represent. And so I actually did some research to find if there was any validity to it being used in actual, you know, you know ancient times and actually then being used in the Roman Empire versus whether it was just a phrase used in the movie. And I found there's actually some truth to it being used. Um, and it comes from the Latin phrase uh, virtus in honor. Um, and that's what they used. And that was kind of a, a big deal. It was, yeah, it was an honorable thing to use that phrase. It came from these centurions who had to work crazy hard to get to their positions. And so there's a lot of symbolism behind it. So I kind of want to talk about what those two pillars of heroism are and what, you know, why I think those two encompass pretty much everything it takes to be a hero. And on the side, this will actually go into another aspect of my podcast, another element of my design, in this case, the colors that I chose. And I'll talk about what that means in a little bit. So stick around for that. So virtus in honor, that phrase, that Latin phrase, virtus translates to literally the virtue specifically of strength, courage, and excellence. Those are the kind of words it translates to strength, courage, and excellence. I just think those are really tied together in that idea of being bold and having the courage to do what you feel is right, having the courage to stand up for yourself. And that's very much portrayed in that, in the movie of the gladiator of just being able to have that, that excellence to dedicate yourself to something bigger and better and to have the courage to stand up for yourself. It's really powerful. And then in honor means in honor, or specifically, not just honor, like as in personal honor, but how you respect others. It's kind of, it's a duality. It's the, how you respect others. And it's also the, the dignity you have about yourself. So it's two things. It's kind of a, a moral respect for yourself and others. And that's kind of the more calm and yeah, more calming and, and sort of stoic way of looking at this. And so it's the it's the grace under pressure. It's the ability to respect other people even when they don't treat you well because you have that dignity that and that moral compass that leads you to yeah, treating people better than they treat you. And so that's kind of what that means. Virtus in honor is that it's that fire that comes within, that strength and that courage, as well as that serenity and honor that comes from being a good person. And those together, to me, make up what I think is can be summed up as, as a good moral character, just someone who is just solid in all aspects. It's kind of the the full, full picture. Um, now, the reason why I brought up the colors of my podcast is because the colors I picked um, kind of seem to represent these, these 
phrases. And, and so what I mean by that is, so this was over the past couple of years, I've been involved with certainly business things and, and doing a lot of research on marketing and things like that. And so I ended up going through a study a long time ago about learning about the psychology of colors and how certain colors affect um, the way you sell products. It affects how people perceive what you're selling. And so I found that to be interesting. And that's what I use. I use that information as when I was picking the name for my podcast and picking the design for it and picking uh, everything about it. And that's kind of, I had already really loved this phrase strength and honor and what it meant. And so um, first color you see on my, on my logo is, is the words are in this kind of rich red color. And I chose red. Uh, it's typically seen as a stimulating color. It's associated with strength and courage. It's been proven um, that different shades of red can actually um, energize someone's mind, like their brain. And it can also increase, uh, it can like raise blood pressure and actually increase your breathing rate. So it kind of pump up your adrenaline levels. Fascinating. I think that's really cool. Obviously, this is also affected by, you know, this is the, the, the side effects of it, regardless if it's your favorite color or not, but it has that cool um, power to do that. It also is shown to increase passion and drive and intensity. So people who see red have that that increase in intensity. And so um, you'll see red is often used in businesses involving like entertainment, like movies and TV. It's involved with sports. Oftentimes you'll see logos of sports stuff. Um, yeah, you'll see a lot of sports in bright red colors. And obviously this works for other colors as well. Uh, commerce, so anything with like products, specifically with like toys. I found that there's a lot of people that use red in marketing toys. It just kind of seems to grab people's attention and kind of has that playful energy to it. Um, it's and it, yeah, it's kind of a reflection of any business that requires intensity and energy to to do well. That's kind of where it's used a lot. And so I think that was really cool. And I picked I picked that to associate that red color with the strength part. It's that courage and strength, that excellence of striving for something great with with a fire, a passion, and intensity that is required to get things done. That's why I kind of associated red with that, right? And that's kind of what it symbolizes for me. It's that it's that inner inner courage. You know, it's the color of, of the warrior, is like I call it. Now, blue is the second color I use a lot of. That's another big, powerful color that I use in my in my design. Now, blue has been shown, they've shown or found, there have been studies done that show that blue actually can promote feelings of serenity and trust. It's typically a color associated with honor and loyalty and, and really positive traits. It's a calming color. Depending on the shade, it can reduce, um, it actually has been shown to reduce stress and promote mental relaxation. So it actually has a physical effect as well. It's also can be, it's often been associated with um, religion and spirituality. Uh, an example of that is the Virgin Mary is typically depicted in blue in, in a lot of ancient paintings and things like that. So there's this kind of calming presence to it. The fact that blue is so uh, readily found in nature, obviously in the sky and water, a lot of things like that, it's it's typically seen as a very natural, and like I said, calming color. Uh, and so for that reason, um, a lot of companies or businesses that use blue in their marketing happen to be finance, so like banks, uh, you know, anything that has to do with loans or mortgages, things like that. Um, security companies, healthcare oftentimes uses blue, anything with accounting, things like that. Any business that requires integrity, order, structure, some something that you'd want to have trust in, something you'd want some loyalty to, or, you know, to be shown loyalty to, and anything that requires these kind of sort of calm emotions. And that's how they, have, what, that's, and they're, you know, they're gearing towards that. They're using the way that that color psychology works to influence how you perceive their their brand and so blue is used a lot for that like i said for me it's it is associated with dignity and honor it's a loyalty thing it's a very noble color and it's very calming and that's kind of the 
that's kind of the steady hand of order and reason that someone needs. It's the duality of the the warrior's energy as well as the 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 sovereign, as we talked about in the archetype ideas. Is you have to be able to intensely you know go after what you want, but also reign in your own life with serenity and calm and honor, dignity, something you would be proud of, right? And that's kind of how I associated those colors. I also used a bit of gold. Now, gold is typically used in, you know, it is linked to success, prosperity, positivity, kind of has that yellow hue that makes it seem very positive. Also, it's associated with royalty. Um, the fact that gold has, you know, been a very valuable asset to, you know, and it's wars have been fought over gold for, you know, thousands of years. So gold has that really royal color. And I like the idea that it's the union between these two powerful aspects between these two pillars, the union of those two pillars, strength and honor, you find a successful and just a great person. You have, you find a, a well-rounded person who is capable of being a leader is capable of being a hero. And that's what that union is. And so I really love, I love using those colors and, and I loved being able to pick that and, and see that, have that symbolism for me. Now, another aspect, and it kind of what kind of got this ball rolling for me, I, and I, again, I've been thinking about this for a long time, but uh, recently I've been watching the, the 300 movies, the, not 300 movies, but the movie 300 and, and its sequel that are about, and I think I talked about it recently as well, those are the movies about the legend of, of Sparta and the 300 soldiers or the 300 personal bodyguards of the king who went out to uh, really stop the advance of this massive Persian army that was... In real life, it was probably about 250,000 is what we think. Um, and there's some obviously a lot of his history behind it as well. Now, the movies are depicted to be kind of more fictional, but there's a lot of elements that are that are also true. But regardless of whether how true they are or not, they have a lot of meaning and, and significance. And at least, especially for me, being really drawn to learning about warrior cultures and learning about their code of ethics, this is kind of what kind of connected everything. So in those stories and then in those movies specifically, um, there's an interesting – so Greek – well, Greek culture was established in like each city state had its own culture, its own belief system. It kind of had its own, uh, yeah, kind of code of ethics, so to speak. And each city state in Greece kind of was independent of each other. And sometimes they had rivalries. So in, in one of the rivalries that's focused on in those stories is of 300 is um, the, the rivalry between Sparta, the legendary warriors, and Athens, the center of, of, of politics and philosophy and things like that. And I find it fascinating because it's that duality that in the end, from a historical standpoint, that's actually because Greece is able to remain a free country, it's actually responsible for whether it's good or bad. The survival of, of Greece was actually what kind of started, well, the modern world, the modern Western world into the politics we have now and the system of government we have now that has this, that puts heavily, heavy importance on military power as well as government power. And so that kind of started in ancient Greece. And interestingly, that, that duality started in this rivalry. Um, but in the movies, and yeah, the movies at least, there is a lot of symbolism, the fact that Sparta is very proud to wear red and they're, all their robes and, and capes are, are in this bright, rich kind of crimson color. And Athens all have this kind of dark navy blue and it's just beautiful, beautiful contrast. And it's really interesting symbolism, like what we're talking about, that red represents that courage, that fire, that strength these Spartan warriors have. That's why I call it the warrior color. And the, you know, the Athenians have this blue color as their symbol, which represents the honor and, and dignity and, you know, being trustworthy that all that, <coughs> excuse me, all those elements of, of a successful and stable society having, you know, government and, and being able to have 
the stability of, of conscience. And I think that's this inter really interesting duality there. And, and that's kind of what kind of got everything going for him. I was like, huh, yeah, there's some truth to that. And it's so cool. And it's just so cool to see that. Now, this also got tied together because of something that they use in the movie is a phrase that they say. And it's King Leonidas. He's the leader of the, of the Spartans. And he says that Spartan law is no retreat, no surrender. And I love that. And at first it sounded a little aggressive. Like, that's kind of lame. Like, what does that mean? Never retreat, no surrender. It means you can't lose? No. In that story, it's not really a spoiler because it happened thousands of years ago. But in the story, uh, it's basically he's 300 against hundreds of thousands of, of Persian soldiers. And in the end, obviously, they they sacrifice themselves for the great, you know, the greater good of, of saving Greece and saving the free world. And so they obviously don't make it. But in that final struggle, right before they know they're going to go down, they talk about that, that that is their Spartan law, no retreat and no surrender. And that an honorable death is better than than better is better than being a coward and, and retreating. Or surrendering and they would prefer to have that honorable death and i thought that's so interesting like where, where where does that power come from within and so i kind of connected that phrase to the gladiator phrase of strength and honor that idea that in retreating that would show a lack of strength and a lack of courage for them and in surrendering that would show a lack of of dignity and honor for themselves and for their enemies they felt like they could only surrender to an enemy that was better than they were and they didn't really think there was such a thing so yeah that for them, retreating or surrendering was not an option. It was to have that honorable death. And I thought, is there any truth to that? Is there anything that can be applied to us? And I did find that I think what they're trying to tell us, well, maybe not what they're trying to tell us, but what we can interpret from that is the idea that anything that would be a blow to your courage or strength or your honor and dignity is not a, is not a good choice. In the sense of if you're pursuing a goal or a project or something difficult, don't be afraid to fail. Just you know, go forward and don't retreat. Just go until you find a, a roadblock that can't be handled and, and deal with it. You know, there's no, there is no shame in a graceful defeat or failure. There's no shame in that. In fact, it's, it's encouraged to have those moments of failure that can teach you so much. And it's in those honorable moments that you can be mature and learn from your mistakes. And that's what they're talking about. An honorable death for them was, was that just that it was dying in, in the in heat of battle defending what they what they believed in for us that honorable death could be really just fighting against some you know some unbeatable odds for some goal you really want to accomplish until you either have to back down or or you get defeated and you you know well i guess you shouldn't back down you get defeated in a good way and i guess and and you learn from that mistake you either succeed or you or you get defeated but you learn and and i think that's what they're trying to tell you is don't surrender your dignity and don't surrender your strength. Don't be afraid to fail as that result, if that result happens. And, and don't be afraid to to just, yeah, commit to something. And even if it doesn't work out, it's it's that it's that dignity and respect you have for yourself and for other people that shows you that you can accomplish things. And that's what those that's what their phrase, you know, no retreat, no surrender. And that's why I love it. That's what it means to me, at least. And it's become really powerful. And it connects beautifully with the idea of strength and honor. It's just such a simple creed. A mantra to live by and i think it's it has a lot of power when we when we interpret it this way and, and kind of go through what it means you don't have to have this huge resolution of what you're just the idea of strength and honor strength and honor and those are the two pillars of heroism that i mentioned right that's what i mean is that it if you can have that determination that fire that passion to accomplish what you want while at the same time preserving your dignity and respecting other people and being an honorable person I mean, that, that is just so well-rounded. And again, there's a million elements to that and you can dive into that. And that's what, that's what this podcast is all about, diving into all those pieces. But 
in essence, just remembering those two pillars of heroism and being all about strength and honor. It's, it's just a beautiful, beautiful message for anybody who is feeling inspired by the hero's journey and becoming that hero. So that's kind of how I'll finish today. So remember, strength and honor. Peace out, guys.